Hello. Coming at ya. Live from the Zoom room. Live from the Zoom room. This is perhaps the most, like, the song we've talked about the most without having talked about the song. Yes. I think that's accurate. Tell me what it could have should have is the most essential track on this album without telling me what it could have should have such a track. Exactly. I know. This track, as you as you heard from both of us, is is definitely like a top track. Yeah, in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. Um, I'm coming at you sick, so perhaps not giving the amount of energy that I should or would give to this track. That you no, would have, no, could have, should have. I would have, could have, should have, but know that I feel it. But yeah. know that it, the energy is felt and it is known. <laughs> yeah, this is the most, I would say to me, this is the most, well, if not the most tied for one of the most like interesting songs on the album. Mm-hmm. The most like, you know, we have in our notes, like, most classic Taylor song mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, just, like, the different emotions, the different subject matter, the mm-hmm. imagery, like, all of that. Definitely the strongest bonus track. Yeah. Um, I think the sound, too, is just very, like, classic Taylor. Yeah. A bit a bit of, like, a rock. Mm-hmm. Rock. Yeah. Um, unclear exactly what this song is about Mm -hmm. Um, people have speculated John Mayer that's kind of what I think Mm -hmm. people have speculated Martin Johnson Mm -hmm. who is a man that Taylor is reported to have some people think she dated him and he co-wrote some of her songs we are going to be doing a future bonus episode on him so yes so more more on him later (laughs) Some people think Jake. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a big theme throughout is like religion. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, stuff with that we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory that this is like about another song about like the masters and mm-hmm. like the gene. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Do you want to like talk general theories? Do you want to get into it? Yeah, I mean... I guess I'll just like, I guess kind of like overarching, like in about like all the theories. Like, yeah, I think this song is one that, unlike a lot of the other songs on this album, as we've discussed, like really has like a lot of interpretations that like are all strong. Uh-huh. But like the message of the song, regardless of you you know think it's about john or jake or scott or whatever like i feel like really just like comes through very mm-hmm. well um which is definitely you like, want to you know, say what you like what is this song about to you when you listen to it like what do you think it's about yeah i think for me this song is mostly about taylor's relationship with scott bruschetta slash big machine slash the master's sale with kind of the like i feel like that's almost like the the like below the surface meeting and the surface meeting is like 
men taking advantage of young women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, you know, interesting. Uh, I didn't know you saw this as like such a master's song. Yeah. We'll get into like, I think, especially. I mean, I can definitely see why. Yeah. Like, especially in like the third verse, mm. we'll get to it. I feel okay. like that's where it really like, it, it, like really like takes shape for me. Okay. Okay. Um, But. But I also, like, definitely, like, see, like, the John Mayer stuff slash, again, we'll get into it more when we do the Martin Johnson ep, but I'm very, like, intrigued by the theories, like, around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really see it as a Jake song, personally, um, but I did include this, um, like, Reddit post in our notes that I saw, um that sort of calls out like a couple sort of interesting things um that could I guess connect it to Jake one of those being that like you know obviously in this song she references like stained glass windows and Mm -hmm. in the all too well 10 music video there's that like shot it might be the opening shot that's like the stained glass like window in the house Mm. I don't know I don't know if it's the opening or not but there's like that and then there's also stained glass stuff in I bet you think about me music video Mm. um and you know I think I think with any of Taylor's songs that like you know are kind of like looking back to like the speak now or red era like you can definitely just like make a case for it i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah i thought those those like music video references were interesting because like i hadn't really made mm. that like visual connection mm-hmm. yeah um you have some good stuff in our lyric notes about that like connected to john as well so yeah we'll get to that um and then i also have like yeah like this thread about like the idea of this song being which I like this theory too. Like, I think this theory, like, you know, also works for the song. It's not what I think of the most when I listen to it, but like this idea of like, you know, being at odds with your sexuality or your queerness because of like the ideas about being queer in religion um, Mm. and like, this idea of like you know I like I used to pray that like this wouldn't be my reality or like I'm like trying to let this go or try to like you know reject this about myself but like it keeps coming up because right it's who I am right. um so you know I just to to note that well as well there might be some things like as we go through the lyrics to like highlight that more but um right but yeah should we just like get into the to the text yes sure but would you like to know my oh i'm so sorry yes of course (laughs) i'm so Um, sorry that's okay you're just so excited i understand yeah it's Um, it takes a hold (laughs) yes so i well it's interesting that you bring up the masters thing because i think 
as we've said, this kind of feels like a song from the folklore evermore, you know, vault, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. Um, and similarly to those songs, so much of them felt like one thing and then under the surface was something else. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it was like a master's thing. Yeah. So and I it is an Aaron. This is an Aaron track. Yes. Like he so I could definitely this. see that being the case for this. Yeah. To me, I think the um the ties to John are very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, like just lyrically and yeah. you know, space in time. And I think that could be like intentionally this song is about that experience you know or it could be that you know she's intentionally trying to tie this song Mm -hmm. to that experience yeah um perhaps because she's singing about something else perhaps for whatever reason Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that the because to me this song really is about like the loss of one's virginity Mm -hmm. and sex and like what that means and feels like and I think that that's why we see like aspects of these lyrics in other songs I think most notably bigger than the whole sky where she literally says like what have could have should have and to me Mm -hmm. that song is so about just like complications that come from sex and babies Mm -hmm. and who Mm -hmm. knows all of that yeah so so yeah I think sorry about the door you know slam um (laughs) I yeah so to me this is definitely addressing addressing that Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah we can get into the into the text yes would you like me to read sure okay we we start with verse one If you would have blinked, then I would have looked away at the first glance. If you tasted poison, you could have spit me out at the first chance. And if I was some paint, did it splatter on a promising grown man? And if I was a child, did it matter if you got to wash your hands? I will say just again, like, I think one of the reasons why we both really like the song is like the lyrics are just very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's especially true um in these early verses mm-hmm. um yeah I think the you know what what it's saying you know basically like the thesis of the song is like all of these missed opportunities are like sliding doors kind of like mm-hmm. if I'd done something differently then this wouldn't have happened and this mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened whatever and all of those like what ifs yeah um and I really like those lines. If I was some paint, would it splatter on a promising grown man? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it calls to mind for me the line, you paint me a blue sky. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if I was a child, did it matter if you got to wash your hands? So to me, this is saying like, like one, the like on a promising grown man is such a like, dig I feel like mm-hmm. because so for so much of her career she especially in the early days was referred to as just like this you know ingenue or yeah. even young like prodigy yeah really highlighting her youth 
mm-hmm. as like, look at all she has ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think flipping it and putting it on him is interesting. Yeah. Um, and like, just like this kind of snarky, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, did I splatter on you? Did I like mm-hmm. win? Which I think works for John Mayer being like, yeah. you know, he's on top of his game when he's involved with her. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so obsessed with him. He's won all these awards. He has all the success. Yeah. And this stuff happens with her. And like, I don't know if that was like the beginning of the end for him, but like, mm-hmm. I do feel like it, it did cast maybe like his reputation was starting to kind of unravel a bit. It didn't, so help. I, yeah. it didn't help. So I like that, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of her, her saying that. Yeah. It also kind of like, not directly. Cause I think content wise it's different, but like, it has kind of like that, like the energy that we see in mad woman too. That's, that's like angry but like in control yeah which I love which is like the best yeah yeah um and then the line like if I was a child it didn't matter if you got to wash your hands and this to me is so like I was so young but I was technically over 18 right you didn't do anything quote wrong right it's very much bringing to mind the line don't you think I was too young Mm -hmm. referring to herself in Dear John as being 19 definitely and like it because I was technically an adult you got to wash your hands of me you got to walk away scot-free right I was a child you were Mm -hmm. so much older than me and you Mm -hmm. majorly like fucked me up so I just love that yeah yeah I agree do you have thoughts about that as like a master's thing? Because um, I could see it, I could see it being a metaphor for like, I don't know, like signing her young and kind of taking advantage of her in that way. Yeah. I think there's like yeah, I think there could be like a level of that. I I do feel like I think, like, for me, the stuff that feels so tied to the master's, like, I think when we get to it, some of the more, like, direct, like, master stuff that I see in this song, I also kind of, like, put onto this song because I'm, like, one, I think later lines make sense with it, and two, like, some of the later lines just don't really fit with, like, the John Mayer narrative to mm-hmm. me. Like, I think this verse, this first verse is very John Mayer coded, very Dear John coded. Yes. Like, like I really, and so I think that's kind of why I'm like, I feel like this is a song that is kind of like many things. Yeah. Because I do think, like you said before, like whether, you know, the whole song's about him or she wants to frame the song is about him, but it's also about something else or like, you know, for whatever reason, like. Word. Which I know we're going to get into this in the bonus app, but I do think that's what people think about a lot of the Martin Johnson theories mm-hmm. is that he is the actual inspiration yeah. and John was kind of like the like the public facing the PR like right like know. oh yeah I'll frame it all about him but I'm actually talking about this other person so yeah I don't we'll get into that and I don't know that I fully believe that but um just- yeah yeah we'll we'll get into it yeah um but yeah I do think there is yeah like especially 
with where Taylor is now in her career and having her masters be sold and everything that's like happened with Scott and big machine. Like I feel like this type of response of like, you know, I was like this kid when you signed me, I know she was younger than 19 when they like signed the record year or whatever. And like, I built all this stuff like, with you slash for you and for your company and then you just like you know tossed it out basically um so i feel you know the the energy's there but we'll we'll get more into it yeah we'll we'll get into it um pre-chorus um oh all i used to do was pray would have could have should have if you never looked my way um yeah, I think the yeah the all I used to do was pray is interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of alluding to the vibe on her first couple of albums that one are really the only time outside of soon you'll get better where she directly addresses God mm-hmm. or the religion are on those early albums mm-hmm. um, and just slash just like many songs about praying for boys to notice her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we have the note that says recognizing the dark side of that on this song mm-hmm. like oh all I used to do was pray that like you know someone like you would be interested in me and if it mm-hmm. is you know a John character that you this older you know artist it's like cool guy, guy. yeah to me and then like fuck look what it did you know mm-hmm. you know what that actually really makes me think of is the song um superstar Mm, yeah which i think we both feel is about about john yeah and you know i don't know timeline wise like if she had met john before she wrote that one or if it was truly coming from like a fan girl space but like thinking about that song and then thinking about the John songs we get later is like really like a real like shattering the illusion for mm-hmm. sure yeah. yeah um the chorus continues I would have stayed on my knees and I damn sure never would have danced with the devil at 19 and the god's honest truth is that the pain was heaven and now that I'm grown I'm scared of ghosts memories feel like weapons and now that I know, I wish you'd left me wandering. I will say to me, the lyric in this that is confusing is the the pain was heaven. It's very because confusing. All the rest of the song is like, I wish this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it said, I thought the pain was heaven or something, like at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I thought that this was great, but now I can see it wasn't. And maybe that but, is what she means, but it really doesn't read that way. It doesn't read that way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that line to me is kind of like uh, the note that I have for this is the, quote, pain of realizing she was gay became heaven slash something positive. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of like the only, like, even though that's not like 
my personal like a main theory for this song I'm like that theory really fits this line the best for me because <laughs> I'm like yeah what I other, guess like, but I'd also like I would hope that like but that's also kind of like depressing I mean I mean, I mean the whole song is depressing <laughs> no 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 but I mean that interpretation yeah that, like oh yeah being gay is like such pain but it's also heaven well like that like i hope that people aren't feeling that to to clarify (laughs) what i mean is like the difficulty or pain in perhaps coming to terms with your sexuality then resulting into something positive (laughs) i i hear you i think that's really a stretch for the interpretation of this line just like just like linguistically like i just don't think that because this to me really seems to be saying that like it it's not like oh it was painful but then it became heaven it's like the pain itself was heaven yeah you know what i mean I mean, uh, you know, I'd love I don't to hear any that. other <laughs> any other series you have. Please share. This is a bad line. No. Um, <laughs> talk about. I don't know what this. So, anyways, well, okay. So, I think the obvious the obvious interpretation is obviously she calls out nineteen, mm-hmm. the very specific age she calls out on Dear John. Mm-hmm. I'm suggesting that dance with the devil means penetration. <laughs> oh my god. No, oh, means, <laughs> means I was being glib. Means you know, uh, an adult relationship. Adult relationship. Um, Do, doing, you know, adult Do you think she things. got clearance from Demi Lovato to use dance? <laughs> Something tells me she did not. No, yeah. But okay. Um, about this yeah. T- so I saw this like interesting tweet, which let me like give credit to whoever tweeted this. Um, that just kind of like made me like consider this line in like another way. Which basically, while it loads, I will explain the thesis of the tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, this tweet is saying that it loaded for me. Do you want me to read it? Oh, um, sure. I mean, it's by Lilith, she, her pronouns, at L-C-T-H-E-D-E-R-S. I don't know. Don't know? Okay. Your daily reminder that while he is mentioned in the song, what have, could have, should have is not about John Mayer. If you actually read the lyrics, Taylor is saying, if you didn't do what you did to me, I would have never thought it was normal to date a 32-year-old at 19. So I think how I interpret this is like, it's as if this person is saying like, in the song, Taylor's saying like, this fucked up thing happened to me like when I was younger than 19. And if you had never looked my way, I would have stayed in the lane I was in. And then when I was 19, I wouldn't have gotten into this other like fucked up situation. And what other fucked up situation is that? Do we know? Like, I don't. I don't know. Huh. I just think it's an interesting. I don't really know that I'm with you, Lilith, but that's okay. <laughs> I I don't know what I feel, but I just thought that was interesting because I I never had thought of it as her not. I mean, 
I guess I have quote unquote thought of it as her talking about something that didn't actually happen when she's 19. If I'm thinking about it as like when she signed her record deal, when she, you know, got with Big Machine, whatever. But also like, I think, yeah, lyrically, like I didn't consider that like the perspective is not her as a 19 year old. Right. Right. Like just saying is that if you, I mean, what, what, Lila seems to be saying is that something messed up happened to her even younger. Right. Yeah. Like at age, you know, 10, let's say something happens. Mm -hmm. And if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have, you know, had sex with John Mayer or whatever. So I I get what she's saying, but Mm -hmm. I don't totally know. Yeah. Agree. Um, Now that I'm grown, I'm scared of ghosts. Memories feel like weapons. This really calls to mind. When did all our lessons start to look like weapons pointed at my deepest hurt? Yes. From My Tears Ricochet. Yeah. Which which is is a a song about the re-recordings. A re-recordings master's song. And I think too, like, yeah, I feel like this, this line really like starts to kind of more like directly address sort of like my interpretation of the song which is like the memories of like these albums and these songs and eras and whatever like she has really she has really like used those both like against Big Machine and Scott and also just like like I feel like she's used them as weapons in terms of like doing the re-recordings and like having the success she's had for them with them but I also think like the pain of losing those masters and those albums like obviously was very intense and difficult yeah. for her um so I feel like it kind of like works mm-hmm. both ways I mean it also could apply to literally any sort of trauma from the past <laughs> um but I, I also think this song generally is cool for really letting us into kind of behind the curtain in terms of her addressing a loss of innocence, mm-hmm. whether that means in a relationship or just generally. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about how other Midnight songs, like Lavender Haze or whatever, she kind of is getting at, or Midnight Rain, where she's talking about the expectations for her in a relationship and mm-hmm. her career and she's kind of letting us behind the curtain of maybe the narrative that we've gotten in years past Mm -hmm. and I think similarly here she's you know there's such a narrative of her for so long even now of being relatively innocent just as yeah and never really having done anything bad and like not that this is saying she's done anything bad but I think she's letting us into like you know this is when I really grew up or I really realized that there was you know darkness out there dark yeah there yeah like I wasn't just gonna keep going along and just be wide-eyed and you know naive to what was happening around me Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that is also just cool for her to step to that perspective for this song Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, Shall I continue with first two? Please do. Okay. If you never touched me, I would have gone along with the righteous. If I never blushed, then they could have never whispered about this. And if you never saved me from boredom, 
I could have gone on as I was, but Lord, you made me feel important, and then you tried to erase us. So this feels like, you know, it's kind of directly addressing, you know, like, if you never touched me, I would have gone along with the righteous is very much like, if you never touched me, I would have remained a virgin. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. Or, you know, not explored this part of myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if I never blushed, then they could have never whispered about this seems to be, you know, talking about like the media or, mm-hmm. you know, people. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say too, like, even if, you know, even if we don't think of this as like her talking about like losing her virginity, just like the idea that like whoever she's singing about was clearly like a very toxic person. Mm-hmm. And so just getting like sucked into yeah, whatever relationship, whatever yeah. that means, you know, yeah. whether that's like, you know, like physical or more emotional or you know they're they're doing drugs or they're yeah it's business it's you know like there's I think there's like a lot of there's a lot of fucked up things in this world unfortunately so just just, you know noting that Um, and this line too like if you never saved me from boredom is so interesting mm -hmm. because it kind of reminds me of I've heard a lot of people who have struggled with addiction or substances talk about how like the first time they had substances they realized that like they'd been like so bored up to that point Mm, interesting realized that it like filled something within them that they were Mm. looking for Mm -hmm. so I'm not saying she's talking about that exactly Mm -hmm. but kind of this idea where like probably in the moment she didn't think it was boredom but then she's like but then I experienced something that I didn't know that was so intoxicating in whatever Mm -hmm. way that it's making me see everything else as dull or boring or whatever yeah um Um, yeah and then the last line of this verse too like then you tried to erase us we have the note from like kind of a kind of mirrors the you never called it what it was line in all too well 10 um so another you know another little uh check for jake i guess with this song um as well as the theory that um the song story of us on speak now is about seeing john mayer at the cmt awards and the line in that song is why are we pretending this is nothing right even though I have always felt that song is about Joe Jonas. Okay, I have too. I but was going to say. Just, but this is just a theory, and so we share it. And so we share it. Because I guess John Mayer was, like, also there, so. Yeah, I mean, everyone who's anyone is at the CMT Awards. <laughs> um, the, the next pre-chorus. Oh, you're a crisis of my faith. Would have, could have, should have, if I'd only played it safe. And this, um, the crisis of my faith line, um, there is a line on the song Half of My Heart, which is by John Mayer that features Taylor. Um, Quote, your faith is strong, but I can only fall short for so long. Down the road later on, you'll hate that I never gave more to you. Mm -hmm. So just this idea of like that he's basing about faith in that song and then 
there's this line you're a crisis of my faith yeah um, yeah um then we get the chorus again um should we do you have anything you want to say about that or go into the bridge no we can go into the bridge okay so the bridge says god rest my soul i miss who i used to be the tomb won't close stained glass windows in my mind i regret you all the time i can't let this go i fight with you in my sleep the wound won't close i keep on waiting for a sign i regret you all the time great bridge great bridge i think that idea of like i miss who i used to be that is very reminiscent to me of like the loss of innocence mm-hmm. in some way so whether that's through sex whether that's through you know like it it bring not that she's exactly saying this but it brings to mind like I wish I had that innocence back I wish mm-hmm. I wasn't like sullied in this way or yeah. like I wish I um you know didn't have whatever stain this is on me mm-hmm. um yeah definitely the imagery about like the tombs and stuff is so interesting mm-hmm definitely giving my tears ricochet yeah energy um the stained glass windows in my mind part was interesting um because half of my heart again the song john's song that features taylor yeah the music video for that song takes place in a church with stained glass windows like the whole song damn yeah pretty damning Um, it's pretty damning because it's like literally like him in a church like with stained glass everywhere yeah and she's not in the video she's not in the video the plot of the video is john mayer is left at the altar and they're all like cleaning up after the wedding so like giving speak now he like after the wedding he's like singing and they're like cleaning up okay Um, interesting there's lots of shots of a young flower girl in the Mm. video so um you know perhaps taylor earlier in this song saying like and if i was a child mm, yikes yeah um, the video also ends with a shot of stained glass and someone blowing out a candle mm. so yeah that's interesting so i will say that like watching the music video the imagery of this song very much matches mm-hmm. the imagery in that music video yeah um just to note it yeah yeah no that's so interesting because yeah just just wow yeah I mean to me again I'm like she's clearly making ties Mm -hmm. from this song to John Mayer and their relationship or their history and dear John the song again whether that's the only inspiration for this song Mm -hmm. whether you know her motives for doing that I'm you know I don't totally know but it does feel pretty clearly tied to him yes I think that's a good point where it's like it is very clearly tied but like we don't necessarily know the reason why she's tying it or like I don't know like does she just I mean this is something like we said before we'll get into more with like the Martin Johnsonette but like does she just want people to think this narrative about John Mayer for whatever reason and so she's like dropping these clues like I don't know 
Um, I also think the, you know, I can't let this go is also very mad woman. They say yes. move on, but you know, I won't. Yeah. Um, and then like the wound won't close is like, feels very, it still hurts underneath my scars. Yes. But what you did was just as dark. Um, so yeah, just like a lot of folklore energy. And that, right. And those songs are all, you know, addressing the master's sale. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I do agree that I've always felt like this song is about John Mayer, but I have agreed that when I've gotten to the bridge, I'm like, especially the second half of the bridge, mm-hmm. there's like, I can't let this go. I fight with you in the sleep. I'm like, this feels pretty intense. Like, because mm-hmm. she really seems to be saying in this, like, I'm still grappling with this. I'm still mm-hmm. fighting this. And yeah. yes, that could just be like her putting herself back in that situation mm-hmm. and singing from that perspective. Definitely. Yeah. But I don't really think that like, however much he fucked her over. Like, I think like Dear John, the song mm-hmm. is pain about him fucking her over. Like, yes. Yeah. That is, she's living in that pain. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, I, I don't feel like she is presently. So again, she could be just like retrospectively Mm -hmm. singing that, or this could be, again, maybe addressing something else Mm -hmm. um, that's still like keeping her up at night or haunting her. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this, the second half of the bridge on is definitely where it becomes to me less, the John Mayer narrative really like loses a lot of steam for me. Um because of that like I feel like yeah it just like I just feel like it doesn't it feels too present yeah to be the that. only thing would be if she has like hang-ups about like sex or relationships for or sure which is that, very very valid which yeah is valid um yeah. yeah no agree um Shall I read verse three? Verse three. All right, verse three. If clarity's in death, then why won't this die? Years of tearing down our banners, you and I, living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. So yeah, this feels like it really can work with both, you know, innocence slash virginity as well as masters, um, which would be a parallel that would make a lot of sense for her to make. Definitely. Um, And yeah, again, we have this line about tearing down our banners, which is in the great war song. Yeah. Right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Which we also thought like, well, did we think that could have been about the monsters? That's just a confusing song. It's Um, a confusing song, but that is one of the theories we floated with. Okay. Okay. Um, and like, you know, the Great War being over that like she made it through into the re-recordings like with the fans or whatever. Right. And yeah, this like living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. One, I love that line. Yeah, so good. Two, like, yes, obviously this could be about John or like a specific, you know, person like that. But like mm-hmm. I don't really think that's true for mm-hmm. her and him. Yeah. I hope it's not because it's just I like, agree. I don't want her spending her energy on that. I agree. But, so that 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 also feels like more of a especially because the re I mean the re-recordings are such a middle finger to mm-hmm. Stop Borchetta 
scooter, big mm-hmm. machine, all of that. Yeah. That, that really feels applicable for this line. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm hitting you where it hurts. Like you spent all this money to get my catalog and like, I'm going to take it from, I'm going to take it back from you. Like, yeah. I think too, especially cause like when that first, you know, when like the sale was first announced um, and like people were speculating like, Oh, is she going to do the recording re-recordings and like, what's that going to mean? Whatever. Like it definitely was not something that like, I think like, objectively people were like oh it doesn't really make sense for her to do that or like oh like who's gonna care about an album that like already exists and like you know whatever whatever and she's obviously like of course as she always does like proven like all those ideas wrong with like the success she's had with it but I also think that like the initial decision to do it like absolutely came from a place of fuck you and oh yeah I'm gonna like do this thing because it's a major no question yeah and obviously like obsessed with that um I also think the line before it like tearing down our banners like really fits with that too where it's like she's like quote-unquote tearing down or taking away the old versions of these albums and you know rewriting history with them rewriting history painting him you know whereas fans must you know in the past would have just thought of him as thought of anyone on you know on her record label or whatever as just like supportive people and now right have a really the, the one who discovered her and like right and it's like, yeah, like everything we've like built together like I'm tearing down and like mm-hmm. redoing myself to hit you where it hurts so yeah, yeah. I, I agree it definitely works in that in that way yeah and I think the last line give me back my girlhood it was mine first I one, love that line too. Such, yeah such a great line um obviously like you were saying like works with like you know this like virginity or like innocence metaphor I also think it works with the masters because these are like a lot of the songs that she's re-recording are like the songs of her girlhood and like yeah so and I think it's also worth noting the line in Dear John is the girl in the dress Mm -hmm. yeah like give me back my girlhood Mm -hmm. yeah yeah get the chorus again Mm-hmm. And then we've got, I will say, I feel like the outro doesn't need to be repeated as much as it is. Mm, yeah, I, fair. I could deal with one refrain, not two. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Nitpicking at this point. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, just so powerful. Hopefully she performs it on tour. I know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. That's your thoughts yes as always give us your thoughts um you know let us know where this song falls for you in a ranking i I feel like it's high for a lot of people you know maybe maybe that's not true you know let us know either way (laughs) okay we are coming back at you with a bunch of fun stuff coming up including us going to the door yes so it's all happening it's all happening Stream vocals. Stream vocals.